0: And how to register. Welcome to Recover Your Soul. My name is Rachel Harrison, and this is a podcast offering inspiration, strength, and hope through the tools of recovery, spirituality, and positive psychology. I started recoveryoursoul.net after having profound positive changes in my life in my recovery from alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share these tools with others through this podcast as well as offering personal coaching. Personal recovery does not need an addiction to use the tools and principles to better our lives and transform. Just the desire to do the work and make the changes in our lives. I'm on the path to becoming an ordained minister as I continue to study and deepen my relationship with the spiritual principles that have brought me a life of peace, happiness, and connection, and abundance. I know that together, we can do the work that will recover our souls. One of the words in recovery that I think of a lot is the word unmanageable. Unmanageable. Defined in the dictionary as difficult or impossible to manage, manipulate, or control. Difficult or impossible to manage manipulate or control. It's unmanageable. And if I think about that on a deeper level, what I'm saying and thinking is that's everything. Impossible to manipulate or control feels unmanageable. There's so much out there that is unmanageable. And there's so much that we try to control, that we try to manipulate. And as I'm recording this podcast, this week here where I live in Boulder County was a horrific shooting. And it feels unmanageable. And if I look at what's happening across the country and across the world, it feels unmanageable, feels incredibly overwhelming. It feels incredibly sad. And if I come down to a smaller level of my own life, there are aspects of my own life that are unmanageable. And in the past, when I was actively drinking and not in a sobriety of mind, sobriety of abstinence from alcohol, my whole life was incredibly unmanageable, and incredibly uncomfortable. And so I wanted to bring in first three steps of AA. And as I really feel That this podcast and recover your soul's goal is to take the steps of recovery that come from spirituality, that come from metaphysics, that come from new thought, that come from a place, not of religion, but of spirit. And apply those to our lives, whether you have an active addiction, and you want to work on those active addictions, or whether you are a human being living in this world that is uncontrollable. And the actions and the reactions that we do to try to control those situations that end up making us uncomfortable, unhappy, stuck. So the first step as defined in AA literature is we admitted we were powerless. And in AA, you would say over alcohol, but you could insert whatever it is. I am powerless over others. I'm powerless over food. I'm powerless over alcohol. I'm powerless over sex. I'm powerless over shopping. I'm powerless over TV. Whatever that is, that powerlessness, we admitted we were powerless to actually admit that, and that our lives have become unmanageable. Again, difficult or impossible to manage, manipulate, or control. In alcoholism or in a recovery from a behavior or a substance, it's imperative that you really realize that you do not have control of whatever that is. And that even just a little bit of it is not good for you. And it puts your life and your mind and your body into a spin that you can't control. And that we're powerless over that. For me, the realization that drinking had become a priority in my life over everything else was a really hard pill to swallow. But once I really admitted that I was powerless over that. But if I look at the rest of the world, what I've come to realize is I am powerless over everything and everyone. I have absolutely no power, nor should I, of the things and the people around me. And I've spent the last three years in earnest, turning myself towards myself And that energy into my own change. And our lives that become overwhelming and feel so out of control. We cling tightly to that control. We become rigid in our beliefs and our perceptions. And those beliefs and those perceptions are what color our entire world It's as if we have a pair of glasses that we wear constantly that are our perceptions. And every single thing that we say or do or see or feel comes directly from those perceptions. From that level of control, that level of how much we are trying to manipulate the world around us, the way that we see it. And if you look at what happened in my county this week or what's happening in the world, what it said to me was when it happens right here, the impact of it is so profound, so intense, so painful. And if I just open my eyes a little bit, you start to feel how that is all over. And that feels completely overwhelming. I was listening to an episode of The Hidden Brain called The Story of Stories last week. And I'm so glad that I did because it really helped me in what was happening in Boulder this week and has been a nugget that I think I'm going to take with me going forward, which is the, rem- the reminding of how we deal with the unknown. And that a situation will happen, whether it's a small situation, like somebody comes late to an event, or a huge situation, like a horrific shooting in a grocery store. And our minds move to a place where we want to finish those stories. We want to understand why that happened. And those whys come from the perceptions that we already have created in ourselves based on our lives, based on how we try to manage and control and manipulate the world around us. And so we can either go into a frenzy of our mind racing crazy about why someone was late to something or why something happened so tragic as what happened in Boulder this week. And we can allow ourselves to become completely absorbed in those stories and just go crazy in not being able to figure it out or making up our mind of what that is. And you can see how that's the spinning wheel, that that's our mind just racing, spinning to the unknown. So then... How do we use the steps? How do you allow yourself to come out of that spinning brain where we're creating stories? We're making up stories. We have our rigid perceptions. We feel unmanageable. Our bodies feel tight. Our stomachs are upset. Our throats are clenched. We're angry. We're uncomfortable. What happens? How do we move forward from that? Do we feel limited? Are we frustrated? Do we feel stuck? And I think that for me, utilizing the 12 steps reminds me of how to move forward and get out of those places and has, again, profoundly changed my life from where I was pre-soul recovery. So if we're looking at step one, where we admitted we were powerless and that our lives had become unmanageable. To be able to allow ourselves to have clarity of what that unmanageability is. To take a step back and be an observer in our thoughts. And see that what we are thinking are just thoughts. So what are those things that are unmanageable? To go ahead and list them. To go ahead and say out loud, I feel like my life is unmanageable or it's unmanageable that you could go for a grocery shop and potentially have somebody come in and destroy so many lives. That's unmanageable. Unmanageability of my of family, of friends, of situations, large and small to list all those things, to get clarity on what those are. What does it look like? And it can look like, The fear and the anger that we have that we hold on to, how we try to control the people around us, that we're rigid and inflexible, that we worry, that we've lost faith in ourselves, that we've lost faith in others, that we that we take on too much, that we don't allow other people to help or that we become victims and we want other people to help. And we feel like we can't do a single thing without somebody else. What are those stories? What are the, the continuing patterns that you have in your life that are keeping you stuck, that are holding you back? What does this feel like? What does this feel like in your heart, in your stomach, when you close your eyes and you have this overwhelming feeling, this unmanageable feeling? What is that in your body? Can you feel it in your body? If it's a substance or a behavior, can you see the damage that it's doing and a willingness to do something different? If it's circumstances in life, do you have a willingness to potentially change your perceptions to learn new tools To learn new patterns, to not let it feel and completely overtake you, and have your perceptions be ones of fear and anger and helplessness. What does that feel like on the inside? Can you recognize the patterns? Can you recognize the patterns that are happening in your life that continue to repeat as if you're pressing the play button? As if you have already played that tape before, but we play it again and again and again. This is so often the situation in past traumas that we don't work through them. And allow them to go away, to touch and taste and let them go. But we choose on a regular basis to press play. And then that how that affects our lives and our perceptions. Eckhart Tolle says that the primary cause of unhappiness is not our situation, but the thoughts that we have around it. He says that the situation is neutral. Neutral. And that our thoughts are the things that create the pain and the suffering. And I was thinking that that's complicated. That's hard to do. That's really, really hard to do. Because if I'm thinking along the lines of, if someone says something to me, or does something, and I can step back and observe my thoughts on it, and see that what they said was just a sentence, and I'm the one who took what they said either in a positive or negative way that I've defined that through my own perceptions, through my own glasses that I wear, the color, everything that I see. I can can take that on. I can think, yes, the situation is neutral but it really pushes hard when it's something as tragic as what happened in a shooting or when someone's life is taken violently or when trauma happens, a medical diagnosis. And yet you see people who get the same information and their lives will go completely separate ways in the way that they view it. You see people who have medical diagnosis or have somebody in their life that was taken from them too soon, and it it rockets them into a place of forgiveness and helping to create change or taking on a life that is more vibrant than ever before. And then you see people who have that same trauma, that same diagnosis, and they become stuck and it holds them back and their lives become small. And they are sad and afraid. What is that that makes that separation between those two things? If the situation is neutral, what happens in life just is. I was reading in my metaphysical studies, the truth that we define something as good or bad. That God is not saying something good is gonna happen, something bad is gonna happen. It just happens. Life happens and has been happening like this since the beginning of time. But we decide with that perception whether we're going to allow it to destroy us or whether we're going to allow it to be an experience to help us to grow and change and benefit ourselves and others. So how do we do this? How do you go from unmanageability and knowing that everything is out of your control to the next steps. And again, this is where the AA steps come into play. Step two in AA says, gives us the direction came to believe a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. We think so often that we have to take it all on ourselves that it is absolutely our responsibility and our minds We're coming from a place of our minds and our brains, that we have to do it, that we personally have to fix it, or think about it, or make it be something else. And that's incredibly heavy. That is overwhelming, that is unmanageable. So can you allow yourself to let that go? Do you believe in a higher power, greater than yourself? If you've had an upbringing where religion was something that had a doctrine of anger or fear, it is hard for some people to open up to a power greater than themselves. They were given a definition of a judging and condemning and guilt spiritual foundation. And I'd like to offer you that you get to choose. You get to define for yourself in your life, Who you are, what you lean on, what you believe in, that this is all yourself and your essence and your being that you get to pick in this world of how you're going to walk the earth. And one of those things is letting go of those old beliefs and those old foundations and letting them disappear and starting anew. Today is a new day. And in today, this new day, you can have a different idea of what that higher power is. And can you believe that that higher power could restore you to sanity? What does sanity look like for you? For me, higher power is infinite source. For me, higher power is the creative energy that created this universe. That's amazing. We are but one speck in this immense universe of so many planets and so many stars. We don't know it's out there, but there is something powerful. And I believe strongly that that something powerful has an energy. And when I allow myself to just be a piece and a part of that energy, a major shift happens in me. I let go of that piece of my brain that is holding on to control. And I come down into my heart to a place of connection with that source with that higher power. And I believe that it can restore me to sanity. What does sanity look like for you? What is the change in perspective that can come from Being in this place of connection with this creative source and the change of perception, perspective, awareness just needs to change a little, a little bit at a time, day by day, minute by minute. An awareness that allows you to be in a space where you feel overwhelmed and you take that minute to pause, to recognize where you're coming from, what that perception is, where that holding is happening in your heart, that tightness and move out of your head and into your heart. Believing that a power greater than yourself can restore you to sanity can let go of that fear of that pain of that suffering that control the rigidity and move you into a different place of openness, of gratitude, of compassion, of forgiveness. What would that look like to you to have a change in perspective? So once we've realized, I do believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity, then what? Step three in the AA process is to turn your will and our lives over to the care of the God of your understanding. Today, when I was writing that down, the care really touched me in a way that it hadn't touched me before. That I can be cared for. That care that I feel from my understanding of that creative source that has changed my life that has allowed me to break free of the constant chatter and the frustration that ruled my mind, the stories that I that I created in my unknowing, and the ability that I have in now and letting go, and allowing this higher power of my understanding to care for me. has given me a connection and release, so that when I'm in a situation, where I realize that overwhelm, I can let go of the control and I can just be present right this minute with the feelings that I feel right now. All we have is this very second that we're in, a constant renewal. We had yesterday, we had years before, but really all we have is right now. And yet, we spend our lifetimes being in the past or worrying about the future, and we forget to be right here, right now, in the care of the God of our understanding, which helps to change our perception, to change our perspective, to change our awareness to a new place one of light, one of kindness one of forgiveness, one of gentleness to ourselves and to the world around us. And prayer and meditation have become such a profound part of my life in this way, that to spend at least 10 or 20 minutes a day in meditation, I continue to get more and more able to sit in that space and just be present with myself and my mind wanders and thinks about all the things but for those little microseconds those micro minutes when i'm just the essence of myself not needing to please or perform for or get anything done not even have to be rachel harrison i am just my soul connected to the infinite source in that moment. And a peace comes from that. And with that comes the ability for me to be able to just hold space, even in tragedy, to be present, to just be light. And the stories fade away. The truth is, I don't know why. And I'm grateful that the recovery work that I've done in these last three years has allowed me over the past week to catch myself when I want to start answering it, to just be in this moment of my feelings of just this moment. The feelings of sadness and loss and grief. But to not get overwhelmed with that unmanageability, and to pray and to bless and to ask for compassion, and for love. And for all those those affected to be able to feel the caring love of this God of their understanding. If we can let go of the stories, if we can let go and let it hand it over, because now we believe that this higher power can restore us to sanity, then even in those little moments, to actually continue to hand it over and to trust. Those perceptions change the sunglasses that we wear, they change the colors change. And change happens in the world when we begin to change ourselves. And we don't allow ourselves to become part of a frenzy in any direction. Because that's not being present. That's trying to control what's on the outside. And that increases that unmanageability feeling, which is a very uncomfortable place to be. Life is overwhelming. People do things that are unkind. People do things that hurt our feelings, whether it's on a large scale or whether it's on a micro scale. And we have this opportunity every single day to decide whether we want to be in the space of overwhelm and unmanageability and negative destructive behavior Or whether we want to be in a place of tenderness, evolution of growth of our souls, help to the world, kindness, compassion, change. And it has to start with ourselves. And the more I do the work on me, the more I'm able to be present for the people around me in completely new ways. I've sat with people the last week, and just listened to their feelings of overwhelm and sadness and grief. And what an honor to be able to just be present with somebody in those moments, and allow them to feel and my heart wells with compassion but it's different for me now because I've done this work of where I constantly am handing it over to my higher power and as I hand it over I become intertwined with it I become connected to it it is not apart from me it is of me and it feels entirely different than when it was just me and my controlling mind I can feel the pain, but I don't get on this uncontrollable train that has lost its power and is just going down the tracks. It feels like I am connected to a caring, loving source that will hold me through it. And we all have things that happen in our lives It doesn't have to be a huge trauma. So often, the things that happen in our lives are the small things, the day to day things, the day to day conversations, the day to day situations that give us this opportunity to take a look at unmanageability, willingness to trust a higher power, and then actually connecting to and letting go to that higher power. I hope that this episode has given you some, some small tools, some small steps, some small action steps to take to continue to work on your perception, to continue to work on changing your perspective, allowing yourself to be more in touch with the higher power of your understanding and under that care. Until next time namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode offered you tools, guidance, and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. For more information, please visit the website recoveryoursoul.net where you can find out more about Rachel, book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to music, connect to social media, as well as subscribe to receive updates. We hope that you will follow us on Instagram and Facebook and become part of our transformation community. If you'd like to support the production of this podcast, we'd love for you to visit the website and donate on the homepage. Thank you.